I'm your host, Dr. M, and you're listening to Aligned You, a podcast to assist you to truly be aligned through your body, head, and heart so you can reach your full potential in your own unique way. Hey there, Aligned You listeners, Dr. M here, and welcome to this week's episode. This week, I'm really pumped to be sharing with you about one of my favorite topics. It's been a consistent theme in many of the workshops that I've been delivering around Australia over the last six months. And today's topic is all about whether you are living life in tone or intention. What do I mean by that? Well, more about that in just a moment. But this particular topic has become more and more forefront in so many aspects of life right now in particular that it can be a really a big game changer. For some of you, it will be perhaps something you've heard before, but there might have been slightly different language around it. For others, it might be a whole new concept. But for when it comes to meeting the tension versus a tone, if you think about a situation, I would love to cast my mind back to a moment Uh, a few months ago where my gorgeous wife and I had a moment, (laughs) I have shared this publicly before, so hopefully Ames is happy for me to share it again, where we were actually trying to pick up some furniture and we, it wasn't going to fit into our car. And so we were going down the path of organizing a go-get. Now, for those of you who are not uh, familiar with a go-get, is that there are cars parked around, I'm sure it's a worldwide thing, around Sydney, There's cars and vans parked around Sydney that if you're a GoGet member, you have a particular key fob that means that you can access and basically hire the van for an hour or for the day, whatever you need. So often for particularly for city dwellers uh, like ourselves, who we now uh, at that point, we still had two cars. We were down to a one car family now because we don't need a second car. But at that point, we've still had two cars, uh, but we needed a van to be able to pick up the furniture that we wanted to get anyway cut a long story short, is that in that particular moment, we thought that we could actually arrange it straight away. We didn't realise it was going to be a wait time. And Ames was actually in the process of organising it. She was really stressing out about it. And I was way, way, way too chilled about it. I definitely did not meet the tone of the situation, nor did I meet her at the tension that she was in. Have you guys ever been in that situation where your loved one uh, has been really stressed out and and pissed off, really, uh, with the situation? and somebody has met you with such calm that that has actually pissed you off more. Well, that was what happened that particular morning in in the go-get example, which is that she was in a state, I was in a completely different state. I did not meet her where she was at. And there's a difference, folks, between actually buying into the tension or the drama of a situation versus actually being so actually calm about it. You are beyond their recognition of you actually acknowledging the situation. I hope that made sense. So instead of actually acknowledging that she was actually really stressed, I was trying to calm it down by being in a completely different stratosphere. I realized my error and I realized how I'd actually met her. I hadn't met her tension nor her tone in that situation. I was like in a different stratosphere. I had another example uh, earlier in the year where uh, I had had a moment with somebody where I had got quite uh, cross and stern with them as to their line of questioning that we're at a particular seminar. And I met them with a veracity of, uh, I wouldn't say I was yelling, but a tone that actually uh, made my point very bluntly is how I would describe it. And afterwards, when on reflection, I was thinking I perhaps could have handled that with a bit more skill. We all have those moments, don't we? Or maybe it's just me where I look back and I go, mm, was that the best way to handle it? 
But in the moment and, and on reflection when I asked friends who were around at that particular moment, I said, what actually happened? Because I didn't really remember the lead up or how it came out of my mouth at the time. And it was simply put by my dear friend, Dr. T, which is well, you met her tension versus the tone. You actually went to where she was at and you met her there, which uh, I can be quite uh, blunt at times, folks. And it was it actually blew up the situation, if you like, for want of a better way of putting it. So that was an example of when I actually met tension with tension. It actually didn't help. So in moments in life, if we can actually meet the tone of the situation, it actually allows us to make change with more ease. I see that with my clients in my integrative chiropractic practice. If you happen to be watching our YouTube channel, you see it behind me, uh, situated here in Alexandria in the heart of Sydney. We're about three Ks out of the CBD. It's a pretty bloody awesome spot to live. Anyway, I digress. I could talk about that all day. But in terms of that tone situation, I see that all the time with my clients. And sometimes they wonder why we don't have to do a lot of heavy manual work. And part of the reason being is that that would be perhaps meeting them at their tension versus at the tone of the situation. Have you ever had that happen where something needs to be eased into a situation versus forced into a situation or into a different state? That's what I mean when I'm talking about the tone versus tension. It's an area that can be really interesting to check in with what your daily habits are. We talk about this a lot in Aligned You in terms of what are your daily habits showing you? If you sat back and reflected over the last few days, perhaps the last week, is if you went through your day and did a self-audit of are you actually sitting in a spot of tone or tension for most of the time? For a lot of people that I speak to is I know they're actually sitting in tension a lot of the time. They are constantly under the pump. And so they meet that with being more under the pump versus actually understanding that joy of being able to expand time and be able to move through it in a slowness that actually allows them to get more done. I was teaching down in Melbourne uh, last week. Goodness, it feels like about a month ago. Last week I was teaching down in Melbourne and we were talking about different um, people's strengths because one of the things that uh, I do with corporates is I'm actually a Gallup Strength certified coach, which is using the Clifton Strengths Assessment. And what it does is it actually breaks down your our human talents into 34 different themes. Now, each one of us can do all 34. It's a matter of which ones light us up the most and they become, and to turn them into strength. So we all have these talents and they are called dominant talents. That's actually where our weaknesses and strengths sit. They don't sit at the opposite end of the spectrum. Our strengths can also be our weaknesses or our kryptonite for want of a better way of putting it. But basically how the how the assessment works is it allows you to see how you function. I loved how one of my clients put it recently, which is it's like the astrology for corporates where it actually gives you a common language with your team members or with your partners as far as how you are most likely to get things done. What's the order of events that you're mo- most likely to take or what areas of personality are you going to lean into most to get stuff done? Hope that makes sense. But one of the areas that I talk about when uh, delivering these particular workshops and going through this more so in a group situation, but also with one-to-one coaching is looking at the old Stephen Covey quadrant. Uh, For those of you who have read or been through courses of the um, seven habits of highly effective people, one of the things that he has in there is a quadrant of productivity where it's down the bottom half of it. You've heard me talk about it before if you've been following my journey for a little while, folks, where down the bottom it is uh, non-urgent, non-important. It's got uh, not important and urgent. 
it's got up the top, it has in the top two sections, they are both important. One is urgent, one is non-urgent. I got that around the right way. Up the top, both are important. Down the bottom, it is both are not important. One is not urgent, one is urgent. Hope that makes sense. If you're driving right now, don't try and write that down. That is for sure. But in terms of the way that Covey actually puts that is he talks a lot about doing most activities in non-urgent and important, which for some of us, that works really well. I'm not one of those persons. For some of you, it will work really well. For others of us, what works better is actually sitting into the urgent and important section. Now, if that happens to be you, that is us sitting more in a tension state. It is more risky to actually be sitting in an important and urgent task because it means we are closer to the deadline. For those of you who are wired to actually be sitting more in uh, the not urgent and important. You are actually meeting the tone of a situation where it is something that has value. You need to get it done, but you are doing it in a place where you have plenty of time to get it done. Now, depending on your personality type and your strengths or your talents, how that works, whether that works really well for you or not, may be a bit different. I actually think there's value in both of them. The extra value and the bonus value comes from you actually understanding how you are wired and are you more wired for tension and risk or are you more wired for tone and safety? Because that then can come through to multiple areas of our life, whether that's how our body is playing out, whether that's how our relationships are playing out. But starting to get that understanding, if you're wanting a different way of looking at it and to be able to perceive perhaps where you spend most of your day, is if you happen to be sitting most of your day in that tension state of you only do things that are urgent and important is how much tension is that actually creating within your system are you the person that goes i'm a real stress head and i'm just not adapting really well to stress are you that person that perhaps is particularly as we're coming in to the end of the year are you that person that's feeling a bit burnt out and you're really 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 overdue like way 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 overdue for a break because you haven't been actually delivering the self-care that you need throughout your year Something to perhaps to think about aligned you listeners, and that will be your homework for this week. Of those two areas, where do you spend most time when it comes to your week? Because where we spend our time often then gives an indication of perhaps where your thought process is going. And it then allows you to start making shifts and changes of, as I said, I happen to be that person that is more naturally sitting in that tension and risk side of things. I would say, and I've mentioned it in earlier episodes, recent episodes, about having an understanding of myself and where my shifts are heading in terms of coming into the second half of my life and the hormonal shifts that I've had just means I don't do things quite at the same pace that I used to. Now, for anybody else looking in, they still think I actually do things very quickly but and and also get a lot done in a relatively short period of time. But let me tell you, it's, for me, is it took a really big reset, recalibration and acceptance piece of that it is just at a different pace. So it actually means I need to allow myself a little bit more time to make sure that I have enough time to complete things well. Because when I'm talking about that tension side of things when we're getting stuff done or getting shit done or getting amazing work done, is it's important that it is done to a level of excellence, not just getting it done. I think sometimes people get that a bit muddled. Uh, people that are really in their mastery make things look quite easy. I think we could all agree to that. You know that friend that you have that makes whatever they're doing, particularly when it's their area of genius, they make it look really easy. That's because it's a level of mastery that they've spent a lot of time actually fast-tracking so that they can do it very quickly. 
I mentioned to you a few weeks ago about how I was in a talent quest and I had picked up the guitar for a first time in a very, very long time. Uh, and it really took a while to get going. There were certain chords that were really automated that I'd been playing since I was little, but it had been probably about six years since I'd picked up the guitar at all. And prior to that, I really didn't play it for very long because I mentioned the whole callus on my fingers business. And that's another example of meeting tension and then creating more tension in my hands. These examples start popping up everywhere when you put a different lens uh, over the top or a different filter so that you can actually see how often does that play out in life. But for me is because I hadn't really played regularly since I was in my mid-teens is there were things that came back to me naturally, but I basically was almost starting again. I wasn't quite starting from scratch, but I might as well have been. So it meant that I had to put in a lot more effort to relearn how to play certain things. Hope that makes sense. And I hope this is being helpful, aligned you listeners, is to really sit in that space of in the different aspects of your life, just for a moment, do a self-audit of where in life are you sitting more to the tone of it, matching the tone versus attention. There's lots going on around our world at the moment. I, I spoke to it a little bit last week. There's some atroc atrocities going on around the world. There's just some big shit happening. There is a lot of tension around right now. I don't know if you guys have noticed that you see it when you're driving around on the street. People are just cross. Uh, and understandably so. There's some really big energy coming into the end of 2023. And as I mentioned in last week's episode, 2024 energy has already started. And let alone all the worldwide crises that are going on right now. It would be really easy to meet the tension of it all and to really let it impact your day-to-day. -day. Now, I'm not saying ignore it, folks. Please don't get me wrong. But understanding that going into the tension of it is not necessarily helpful to you or to the people directly around you because if you're not functioning well, if you're not giving yourself oxygen first, how can you be good for anybody else? So as all the things are going on around us is by all means be aware of the facts. Understand that you have, if you particularly if you've got loved ones that are being impacted and you are, are feeling the tension of it all is maybe to take a little step back so that you can look at the tone of it instead and to meet it at its tone versus its tension. I hope that makes sense. When it comes to how we're meeting things as well, it has an impact on then our vibration of our body. How well are we then going to be functioning as at a personal level? It's the one of my favourite experiments by Mazuru Amuto, which is the water experiment, so those water crystals. Some of you would have seen it before. Uh, is the impact that different words have on water crystals and that when love is actually repeated to water crystals and the word love is actually on the jars is what difference that actually makes at a microscopic level in the same way as hate or is repeated to it or heavy metal music, how it actually distorts the beauty of a crystal or the fractals. In the same way as if we're constantly being surrounded by things that are creating tension in our system, what is that doing to our internal geometry? Again, perhaps a conversation for another time, but definitely a thought starter for uh, perhaps next week's episode. So remember, Aligned You listeners, your homework this week is just check in. Are you meeting life more in a tension state or are you meeting the tone of life? Being in a different stratosphere and not actually having an awareness of it does not necessarily help the situation. As I gave you the example earlier of the go-get situation between me and Ames, but it's that moment of being understanding is that I didn't, I got it a bit wrong on that day, folks, where I didn't, I didn't want to buy into the tension of the situation because it wasn't where I was at but I went too far in the opposite direction where I was met rather than meeting her somewhere in the middle. 
So where in life are you doing that? And when it comes to that Stephen Covey quadrant, where do you sit more often than not? Where is your comfy place? And how is that flowing through into other areas of your life? As I mentioned earlier, I don't think either one are wrong. I just think that because some of us are designed to be in one, some of us are designed to be in the other. It's having the understanding of where else is that flowing through life and what sort of impact is it actually happening, is having, put my teeth back in. So before I go today, Align G listeners, my top five, Thinking About You by Kygo is the song that's on high rotation at the moment. Over the weekend, I watched the finish off the series of the latest series of Morning Wars on Apple TV with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Jeez, it's a good series. And as I was chatting to one of uh, my clients earlier in the week, is that it's really interesting, the moral compass that gets flipped around depending on what viewpoint people have. But it's it's a goodie to watch from a uh, from a uh, uh, quality of production point of view and also great storylines. Uh, de-stress this weekend. We had our first quiet weekend for a really long time. The last six weeks, I've mentioned it a few times, was super scheduled. So this weekend was the first weekend uh, that Ames and I had both been home over the weekend for probably about three months where we hadn't had something on on either day where we weren't in the same place for two days. Uh, so that was really lovely. And what we did to de-stress and, and decompress was we actually went on a date on su- Sunday afternoon, went out for a beautiful lunch. And I was having a chat to a client earlier today when he was smiling about that because Ames and I work together. So we actually spend a lot of time together, but we're not necessarily actually spending quality time with each other. And so it's uh, a different dynamic when we actually get dressed, bit dressed up and go out for for something a bit special. And again, perhaps a thought for another episode aligned you listeners with your loved ones. Are you just in the same space as them or are you spending quality time with them? Because they're perhaps are two different things. And if you happen to have a partner that quality time is one of their love languages, making sure it is actually quality time is really important versus just time. Again, perhaps an episode for another time. I have a feeling I'll do that episode before the end of the year. Quote of this week is in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. That's an Albert Einstein quote. And I think it's a great way to finish off today's episode, folks, is this time of year, I mentioned it last week as we're coming into the the silly season, it can be a really stressful year for some, stressful year, hopefully it hasn't been a completely stressful year. I shall rephrase that. It can be a really stressful time for some people coming into the end of the year. Sometimes people are dragging their their butts to the end of the year because it's tired, it's, they're tired, it's been a long year. I mentioned in last week's episode, it's, it's an opportunity to actually recalibrate, reset quickly and really bring this last six weeks of the year of 2023 home and be finishing the year stronger than you started the year, even if you're feeling a bit under the pump now. There's still time to turn that around. If you so choose, if you're happy with coasting it into the end of the year and you're pulling up stumps, great. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest. For those of you who want to make a difference in terms of how you're actually starting 2024 and you want to be starting in a different space to which you are right now, Now's a perfect time. With six weeks to go, there's plenty of time to make a big shift in terms of how you are heading into, as I said, a really busy time of the year for a lot of people from a social point of view and a family obligation point of view. Where can you be making shifts now that might feel a bit difficult, but it's where the opportunity truly lies. That's it for this week, Aligned You listeners. Bye for now and I'll catch you next time. And that's it for today's episode, Aligned You listeners. Remember to hit the five-star ratings and share today's episode with your friends. And be sure to join our collective on Facebook and Instagram at Aligned You. Look forward to catching you next episode.
The information shared on the Align Jew podcast is of general nature and for information purposes only. It is not specific medical or personal advice. You should seek assistance from your healthcare practitioner for your individual circumstances. Any information provided doesn't imply endorsement or third-party devices or products and cannot provide you with health and medical advice.